dear friend, Brother Morton, who's a friend of this camp. He loves this camp. He supports this camp. He believes in this camp because he believes in the power and the goodness of God. Elder Morton, would you please come and open up your heart and preach the Word of God to us tonight? Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and thank God. Oh, let's thank God for this camp so far. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, let's give Him praise. Let's give Him praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's worship Him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 16. And verse 18. Jesus said, Jesus said, And thou art Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church. My church, my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let's thank God for His Word. Praise the Lord. Oh, let's thank God for His Word. Thank God for His Word. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated. We'll come back to this in just a moment. But I want to say uh, thanks to the men that put on this camp. I appreciate these good men, and they're good men. I appreciate this committee, and I think I am speaking on behalf of many brethren and churches. Uh, I really do. This, this camp meets a need. It really does. And uh, I thank God for, for this camp and these good men. And last night, Brother Steve Marifor, you know, I've watched him, uh, I've watched him grow up uh, in California. And uh, I, I was thinking about that last night. And uh, in the right sense of the word, I'm, I'm right proud of that boy. That was tremendous last night. Praise God. And uh, let me tell you where he got what he's got and what's brought him to this moment is youth conferences, camp meetings, youth camps, PSR, West Coast, whatever, whatever. And uh, he, he didn't just hear. He really listened. And he wasn't just a hearer of the Word, but he's been a doer of the Word. And then this morning, Brother Ray Brown. I want to tell you something. Everybody here ought to get that CD and take it home and listen to it again. Brother Brown, that was really, really right. And you know what? I'm not going to say that if I don't believe it. But I want that CD. I'm going to send it to some folks. I really am. It, it was tremendous. And I, I appreciate Brother Brown coming here 
and being with us in this camp. And you're going to be blessed this week, the preaching of Brother Brown. Now, Brother Garrett, Brother Ron Garrett, was to be here Monday through Friday. You know, we make our plans, but sometimes God rearranges them. And so he rearranged it. So last night, Brother Marifor uh, filled in. And tonight, uh, I'm filling in. And uh, I'm going to tell you these other men, Brother Frazier and Brother Alvear and Brother White, you're going to be blessed. And I just before I come to this pulpit, I thought, you know, I'm glad these three good men are following me because it's going to take all three of them to clean up the mess I'm going to make tonight. But if Brother Garrett would have been here, it would have been great. Because I'm telling you, Brother Garrett, had he had a great teacher in his life. Yeah, as Brother Terry would say, go learn what that means. Praise God. But I, I was thinking about 53 years ago this month. 53 years ago this month. I went to my first youth camp. I was not born or raised in Pentecost. And uh, I'd never been to a youth camp. I was 20 years old. I had just started evangelizing with my pastor's uh, blessing. And I say that with my pastor's blessing because I see guys take off without their class pastor's blessing. And uh, uh, that's another story for another day. Well, I might get into that tonight, do we? We might get into anything tonight. One thing I like about youth camp and camp meeting, you know, there's no time limit here tonight. The sky is the limit. Praise God. But uh, 53 years ago, I went to that youth camp, and uh, I just started evangelizing, been evangelizing about six months. And the camp evangelist, something happened. That was 53 years ago. You couldn't get around as quick as you can now. And he could not come. So they asked me to preach the camp. I'd never even been to a youth camp before. And it was a big youth camp for that day. It was at the old Fraser Park. You hear us talk about that. Well, that's all you'll hear. You'll never experience it. But, but anyway... It was a big youth camp. There was 120. It was big for that day. But I want to tell you something, and God knows it. 64 brand new ones got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you need the Holy Ghost, you're in the right place. Praise God. In fact, I'm pastoring some of those now that got the Holy Ghost in, in that youth camp. And so I want to say that, that I count it an honor tonight to be able to preach or be asked to preach uh, at this youth camp because I got to thinking, I am almost 74 years old. That's old to be preaching at a youth camp. These other fellows are just youngins compared to me. But I want to tell you something. I'm ready. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, let's give the Lord a good hand clap. Come on, let's give the Lord a good hand clap. 
Glory to God. Jesus said, And thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, Brother Paul said, These things write I unto thee, that thou mayest know how, that thou mayest know how to behave thyself, uh, thyself in the house of God, which is uh, the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of the truth. In Ecclesiastes 5 and 1, it says, Keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God, and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifices of fools, for they consider not that they do evil. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5, the Apostle Paul says, Examine yourselves. He said, Examine yourselves. He said, Prove your own selves. He said, Know ye not your own selves. What he was saying is, he, he, we need to, to test ourselves. Uh, we need to scrutinize ourselves. We need to judge ourselves. We need to investigate ourselves. We need to inspect ourselves. He said, examine yourselves. Prove your own selves. Know you not your own selves. Inspect your own selves. Investigate your own selves. Judge your own self. Scrutinize your own self. Test your own uh, 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 self. That's what the Apostle Paul was saying. And so tonight, 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 our subject, and you're going to have to participate here tonight. Our subject is simply going to be this. First of all, we're going to deal with the local church. We're going to go back in our minds tonight, in our spirit tonight, and wherever you're from, wherever you're from, and surely you know where you're from, wherever you're from, I want you to go, I want, I want you to go in your mind. I want you to go in your spirit tonight as I preach and go to your lo local church and prove your own self and examine your own self and investigate your own self and ask yourself some questions about you and your local church. Our subject tonight is simply this. If everybody in this church was just like me, what kind of church would this church be? If everybody in this church, we're talking about your local church, was just like me, what kind of church would this church be? I want all you boys and young men tonight to say that with me. If everybody in this church was just like me, what kind of church would this church be? Say it again. Come on, let's say it, boys. All right, the girls say it.
We're not going to get by with this tonight because it would be a dead church. All you boys stand up and let's say it. Get out there and say it out like you say it when you're out on the ball. Come on, boys, say it. Why didn't you do that the first time? Do it again. You girls stand up and say it. Everybody do it together. You adults are part of this camp meeting too. You stand up and say it. All you adults. Let's go if everybody. Everybody say it together. Say it again. Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. You may be seated. Let me say this. There's nothing more dear to the heart of God than His church. And oh, thank God tonight, young people, we are a part of His church. There's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing in all the world more dear to God than this church that we're in uh, tonight. The church is God's called out one. It is an honor to be here tonight. It is a privilege to be here tonight. I'm telling you, it's an honor to be a part of this church. It's those that have repented of their sins and been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking of the tongues, covered by His blood, washed in His Spirit. Hallelujah! Let me tell you something, folks. We don't just belong to another church. This is a church of the living God, which is the ground and the pillar of the truth. Thank God I'm in the church. I'm in the church. I'm in the church. I'm in the church. We're not talking about church membership. We're not talking about affiliation. We're not talking about organization. We're talking about the blood-washed church. We're talking about the Jesus-name-baptized church. We're talking about the one God church. We're talking about the holiness church. We're talking about the separated from the world church. This is an Acts 2.38 church. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Ephesians 1 and 14 that we are the church, that we as the church is His purchased possession. 
We are His purchased possession. He loved us so much that He paid a price for us at Calvary. We were bought with a price. Acts 20 and 28 says the church of God, which He has purchased with His own blood. He purchased it with His own blood. Thank God for Calvary. I say thank God for Acts 2.38. I say thank God for Acts chapter 2. But let me tell you something. If it wasn't for Calvary, if it wasn't for the blood, if it wasn't for the cross, there would be no Holy Ghost. There would be no baptism in Jesus' name. There would be uh, no redemption. Thank God for Calvary. Ephesians 5.25, that Christ loved the church. It says that Christ loved the church and gave Himself for it. The Bible teaches uh, that the church uh, is the apple of His eye. He loved us so much. Uh, he loved us with an everlasting love. He loved us so much uh, that He said, The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. The only safe place is in the church. And the Bible talking about the last days that evil men and seducers would wax worse and worse. Hey, this world is, is going downhill. I can't believe this. It's going so fast. The only safe place is in this church. The only safe place is under the blood. The only safe place is in the name of the Lord. For the name of the Lord... It's a strong power, and the righteous run therein, and they are safe. Glory to God. The church is the best thing and the biggest thing that God's got going. I'm telling you, this is the greatest thing in the world. That's the church of the living God. And it's a privilege. Oh, it's a privilege. I was born and raised in my formative years in West Texas. We lived so far out in the country. We didn't have running water. We didn't have electricity. We didn't have hardly anything. Uh, but I remember as just a small boy at four or five years old, God dealing with me and God talking to my heart. Then there come a day when we moved to California. I didn't know it then. Like I said, I wasn't born and raised in the church. Uh, we moved to California. It was God leading us. It was God bringing us uh, to California. The first time that I ever went to a Jesus name apostolic church, I rode on a Sunday school bus. In my life, it took uh, the old rugged cross and the old rugged bus. It was God bringing me to the house of the Lord. God touched my heart. God dealt with my heart. Then as a teenager, I weighed my way back to that church, and God filled me with the Holy Ghost and baptized in His name. Oh, it's a miracle that I'm here tonight. It's an honor to be here. But if everybody in this church was just like me, what kind of church would this church be? We must not take this church 
church. Now hear me. We ought to be the very best that we can be. Hear me. We ought to be the very best that we can be. When we go home this week, we ought to be better than when we came. There needs to be some commitments made this week. There needs to be some consecrations made this week. There needs to be some changes made this week. Ah, purpose in your heart. You're going to go home and clean your room out. Clean your closet out. Clean your car out. Clean your heart out. Clean your mind out. Come on. Come on. Let's really get in the church. Let's really live for God. Everybody comes to youth camp and shouts and talks in tongues and sings and worship. But let's go home and let's really live for God. Come on, some of you just horsing around. Some of you just play in church. Some of you go home and you live the life of a hypocrite. You are an actor. You are a disgrace to God and His church. But you can change in this youth camp. Praise God. Local churches. When I say local churches, that, that means where you go to church. Where I go to church. Local churches are made up of people. And people make the church what it is. For good or bad. For good or bad. You are, everybody here is from a local church. If you're not, and you're just wandering from church to church, you ain't even saved. But let's quit fiddling around. Everybody needs a church. Everybody needs a pastor. Everybody needs somebody that's going to answer to God for them. Praise God. And so, the local churches are made up of, of people. And uh, for good or for bad. And let me say this. I'm talking about your local church. If everybody in this church was just like me, what kind of church would this church be? We ought to love our church. Some of you are from very very small churches, and some are from home missionary churches. Some of you are from medium churches. Some of you are from larger churches. But it makes no difference. We're all in the same body. And I am telling you, every church here is important. I don't care if you've just got ten people. That's God's church. And if that's the church you're in, you ought to love it, and you ought to appreciate it. And you ought to make that church the very best that you can make it. We ought to love our church. We ought to love our church. We should want to help make it the best that it can be. I may be in a small church, but I'm going to make it the very best I can be. If everybody in this church was just like me, what kind of church would this church be? I'm telling you, your church is important. Uh, we need to ask ourselves, we need to ask ourselves, am I a blessing or a burden? 
Let's investigate ourselves. Let's examine ourselves. Back at our local church, am I a blessing? I'm just going to tell it like it is. There's some people in the church I have pastored, they are not a blessing. They are a burden. Now, the good folks from my church that's here tonight, the good folks will say to themselves, I must be the one. And the, the ones that are, they won't even think about it. But I am here to tell you as a pastor, and I'm speaking on behalf of your pastor, there's some folks that you pastor, they are a burden. I'm going to tell it like it is. I see them coming sometime, I ditch them. Because it's the same person with the same problem, and they haven't done what I told them ten times ago. Well, and some of you are thinking, Brother Morton, you ought to be talking like this. Oh, yes, this is the reality of life, and these young people need to know it. So, what about it? Are we a blessing or a burden? You know, you know. Praise God. Am I carrying my part of the load, or do I have to be carried? Hear me. Am I carrying my part of the load, or do I have to be carried? Am I just there? Broken along, not carrying my part, have to be carried, have to be cared for. Come on. We need to ask ourselves if everybody in this church, boys, say it and say it loud. Say it again. Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't be trouble in your church. Some people are trouble. Trouble. Yeah, they're trouble. Here comes trouble. Yeah. They have an attitude. If everybody in this church had an attitude just like me, what kind of church would this church be? Oh, yeah. Praise God. I had to call somebody in here uh, just a little while back and deal with them about something. And, 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 and uh, they've been in our church for some time. And I just, well, first of all, I just kindly dealt with it, you know. And then the second time, I called him in, and I kindly dealt with it again. And then the third time, I, well, I did it again. Did a little more different, though. I did a little different. But you know what? The last time they come to church, they come by the altar. When we were praying in the altar and said, I'm going to do so-and-so because God told me to. Don't be that kind of a person. I wouldn't ask them to do anything immoral. I wouldn't ask them to do anything that wasn't doctrinal. Uh, the Bible said, let all things be done decently in order. I'm not going to tell you what I dealt with them a bit, but, but they were getting out of order. But God was telling them what to do. Let me tell you something. Everybody needs an authority in their life. 
All of us need an authority in our life. I'll get back, I'll get back that, to that later. But I want to say, you don't want to be a... Listen, some of you young men can grow up and really be a problem in a church. Some of you young ladies, you can grow up and get married to a problem that sits over here. Or you can be the problem. Make up your mind. I'm not going to be a burden. I'm not going to be a problem. I'm going to be the best I can be. Hallelujah. The Bible said, Seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, the church needs to be number one in our life. Hey, this is not number three or number two or number ten. This is number one. This is number one. This is number one. Oh, let's raise our hands and worship God. Let's worship the Lord. Come on, praise Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, if everybody in this church was faithful, just like me, what kind of church would this church be? I pastor some people that's not faithful. They're just not faithful. Make it up in your mind. I'm going to be faithful. And mom and daddy, if you want your youngins to be faithful, you've got to be faithful. And the reason sometimes the, uh, the youngins ain't faithful is because the mama or the daddy or mom and daddy hadn't been faithful. Come on, let's be a blessing to our local church. Let's be a blessing. If everybody prayed in this church just like me, what kind of church would this church be? Everybody ought to have a, 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 a daily prayer life. Everybody ought to have a time to pray and a place to pray. There's something about there's something about having a time to pray. This is my time to pray. Like the Bible said in uh, the third chapter of the book of Acts, the hour of prayer. They went up to the temple at the hour of prayer. They had an appointed time. They had a place. We ought to have a time to pray. We ought to have a place to pray. I'm talking about something that's important tonight. If everybody in this church prayed just like me, what kind of church would this church be? Now, you've got to understand, I'm just planting some seed here tonight, but if this was in the local church, I could take time and, and really deal with all of this. We ought to go to the prayer room or wherever you pray in the order, wherever you pray in your church, you ought to get there at least 30 minutes early and pray and pray. If everybody came to church just like me, what kind of church would this church be? Everybody ought to run on time. But remember, for a leader to be on time is to be late. We ought to be early. Some folks are consistently late to church. Consistently late to church. Praise God. Oh, I wish we had time to really deal with all this. If everybody in this church worshiped just like me, what kind of church would this church be? I looked out in our congregation uh, this last service, and I saw somebody going, everybody's worshiping God, and they're going,
If everybody in this church worships just like, everybody ought to get into the worship service. Everybody ought to raise their hands. Everybody ought to raise their voice. Everybody ought to clap their hands. Everybody ought to praise the Lord. If everybody in this church sings just like me, what kind of church would this church be? I hope some of you right now, he's saying to yourself, you know what? I've got to make some changes. Because I've got enough sense to know I don't, I, I wouldn't even have to have the Holy Ghost and discernment to know this. Everybody here ain't 100%. Everybody here ain't giving their best. Everybody here ain't on the mountaintop. And what we're talking about, the local church, let me say this. There ain't no perfect local church. That's right. Oh, and while I'm saying that, I need to think. Let me tell you something. If there's somebody over in another church, I'm talking about an apostolic Jesus name church, and they're doing their, sit down, they're doing their best to get you to come to their, oh, you ought to come to our church. Let me tell you something. They're not your friends. And woe to the saint that does that. And woe to the preacher that trains his saint to do that. If there's a pastor over another church and they're wooing you and wooing you to come to their church, let me tell you something. They're not your friend. You don't want that kind of a pastor. And let me tell you this. From church to church, now we got the same doctrine and so forth and so on. But every church has its personality. Right. They, they may not do it over there like you do it over here. Every church has its way of of worship and singing and running and standing and shouting and, and teaching and, and service and, and, and whatever. Uh, and you got to allow for that. you got to allow for that. But I'm going to tell you something. A preacher, a preacher that tries to get folks out of another apostolic church is a sheep thief. That's right. Praise God. You gotta understand, I'm 74 years old, and I may never be back here again. This may be my last shot. And I'll tell you, if I die between now and then, whenever then is, I want people to say, I'm telling you what, Morton went out with both barrels blazing and smoke coming out of both ears. Hallelujah! Right now, I don't feel 74. In fact, I can whip all of you. That includes you, big boy. You better sit there. Oh, hallelujah. Ah, let's give the Lord a good hand clap. Glory to God. Oh, yeah. There ain't no, the grass always looks greener over there. Let me tell you, when you get over there, you're going to find out they got to mow their grass too. Just be the best you can be where you're at. Praise God. I'm not talking about a, a church that's going off doctrinally and whatever and whatever and whatever and whatever. But just because the church does a little thing different than your church doesn't mean they're wrong. Anyway, you you got to learn. Hey, I remember one. Is, is, is Brother David Abbott here tonight? Okay, right there he is. Where you at? Right there. I'm going to tell you what, one time, 
I remember his daddy. His daddy was a good man. And, and it was on the district board. And there was a preacher. Now, I know some of you ain't going to like what I'm talking about tonight, but this is an apostolic camp. We've got to face the realities of life. Yeah. And, and this, 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 this preacher, uh, he wasn't pastoring at that time, and he went and sat in this other church. And he was in this, and he was there for a while, and he decided to, he, he got a few disgruntles and broke off and started him another church. Uh-huh. That's bad. That's bad. That's worse than bad. And, 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 uh, and, but then all at once, after a few years, whatever it was, he decided to, to come back. And so he had to meet the district board, and Chester Abbott was on that. And Chester Abbott said, I'm going to tell you something, brother. He said, when you took those saints, that's like taking another man's wife. And that ain't all, he said. <laughs> but let me, let, me, let me tell you something. If somebody's pulling on you and tugging on you, don't let it be. I just thought of something. Sunday morning. I looked, and there were some folks from another Jesus name church in my area. And at the church, I went to them, and I, this this is fresh off the press. It just happened. And and I went to them. I said, "Hello." They said, "We're from so and so." I said, "Oh, does your pastor know you're here?" No, but I'm going to text him after a while. Uh-uh, we don't work that way. No, 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 no. And I give them a little talking to, and 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 I said. Uh, uh, they said, well, I'm not, uh, the man spoke up and said, I'm not getting what I need to get over at the other church. I'm not getting that. But I said, no, you're going to go back to your preacher. They wasn't there Sunday night. And you know what I done Sunday afternoon? I called the preacher. That's what a, that's what a good preacher does. And, and, and. He, he said, Brother Morton, they've been ditching me. He said, Brother Morton, let me tell you something. He said, you know what the problem is? Why he's ditching me? Because he's been going up to the, uh, to the casino and gambling. And he knew that I knew it. And so he's going to come over to your church and say, I ain't getting what I need to be getting. Yeah, you know what you need over there? Oh, oh yeah. Praise God. Hey. Get in a church and stay in that church and love God and live for God. Come on, let's worship God. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, young men, say it. Say it again. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Ah, glory to God. Glory to God. Let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to get involved. Don't just go to church. Some folks just come and go. Get involved. Get involved. Somebody said, well, nobody ever asked me to do anything. Hey, real on fire for God's sake, nobody has to ask them. They just get involved. They're just there. 
they're a part of it. Itakabo. Oh, it's tongue talking time. It's tongue talking time at Pacific Coast Camp. I said it's tongue talking time at Pacific Coast Camp. If everybody in this church criticized just like me, what kind of church would it You know, there's some folks you can't make them happy. I'll tell you what I've done one night. I, I taught on be happy. Be happy. Everybody say be happy. You know, I was preaching on be happy. And you know what? I had, I, I had, uh, I got me a, I got me a Happy Meal, McDonald's Happy Meal before church, and I put it in the pulpit, and right in the middle of that preaching, this is a true story. I got that, this this is a McDonald's Happy Meal, and I I ate that Happy Meal. I said, this is a Happy Meal. This makes me happy. This is a true story. There was a sister in the church. She got so mad. It was bad. And later, she was so mad, she was crying. And I had to give her a call. She said, Brother Morton, I got so mad. You eating that junk food, that's junk, that's blah, 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 blah. That's the way I got to be 74 is eating Happy Meals, McDonald's, Big Mac. Yeah. And, and she said, this is what she said. She said, she said, she said, I almost just got right up and walked out. I said, sister, that had been a bad mistake. Because I, I might have done like Billy Sunday did. You know, Billy Sunday was an old denominal preacher. That didn't mean he was saved, but he was an old denominal preacher. This really happened. He was preaching a big crusade, and they didn't have no carpet on the floor in those days. And and, 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 and he got to preaching, and there's a woman got up, and it was a concrete floor, and she went to walking out. It was clippity-clop, 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 clippity-clop. He stopped his preaching. He looked around. He said, is there a cowboy in this place? One of the boys stood up and said, right here, Mr. Sunday. He said, let's do that heifer going there. That would have been a bad mistake to get up and walk out. Oh, let's give the Lord a good hand clap here tonight. Glory to God. Glory to God. But you know what? That sister, she took that rebuking and she's still in the church. She's still in the church. You know who it is. That's who it was. But she's a good lady and she's still with me. She ain't eating no Happy Meals, but she's still there. She is a good lady. Good people can get crossed up. But if everybody in this church was a hypocrite just like me, if everybody snuck around on the Internet just like me, what kind of church would this church be? If everybody is in pornography just like me, what kind of church would this church be? If everybody was listening uh, to the country western Whatever you call it, uh, oh, I gotta man, I gotta go way back. Uh, I didn't know God made honky tonk angels. You think that's a Christian song? That ain't no Christian song. 
That's Hank Williams back in my day. That's right. Some folks, you know, uh, they think all worldly music is, is bad except the kind they want to listen to. I'm not talking about home, home on the range. Well, anyway. We need to live what the Bible teaches and what our preacher preaches. I said we need to live what the Bible teaches and what our preacher preaches. And let me t- tell you this. Every local church has different situations. They have different situations. Over here they may say, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. They've got a different situation over there. Let me tell you something. I don't care what they're doing or ain't doing over there. We've got to do it the way we do it in our local church. Listen to your preacher. And say, well, I, I, you, know, you know, some folks are obeying but they're not submitting. There's a difference in submitting and obeying. You know, you tell a kid, go clean that room. Well, they obey it. They're obeying. They're cleaning the room, but they ain't submitting. Hey, we need to get a submitted spirit. And let me tell you something. You're not always going to understand your preacher. You're not always going to... He can't explain everything he... He knows and feels. He can't tell everything he knows. And I'm going to say this to us preachers here tonight. I'm going to tell you, it's something when you come to a meeting, you look around, and you're the oldest guy there. But you still feel good when you're the toughest. (laughs) Hey, us preachers, we need to preach it right. We need to tell it like it is. We need to pastor. If everybody pastored just like me, what kind of church would this church be? Preacher, what about our prayer life? Preacher, what about our study habits? Preacher, what about our faithfulness? Preacher, what about our burden? If you've lost the burden, give it up. Let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. How do I live? And how do I do when, when I'm not at church? Some folks have got a, a double standard. If everybody lived just like me, what kind of church would this church be? Do you get what I'm talking about? Say it, young men. Don't that sound good? Say it again. If everybody in this church was just like me, what kind of church would this church be? Let's examine ourselves. Hey, hey. What about if everybody in this church paid their tithe just like me? What kind of church would this church be? You young people, you young people. You're getting out of school, getting summer jobs, graduating. Hey, let me tell you something. This money you make, at least 10% of it belongs to God. I don't know what they teach in your church, but I know they teach 10%. A good benchmark is at least 15%. Tithe and offerings, the Bible says. 
And to you parents back there that's not paying your tithe, remember this. God is not going to bless you. In fact, the Bible said you're cursed with a curse. I'm quoting the Bible. Don't get mad at Don Morton. That's what the Word of God says. We ought to have it in our heart. I want to pay my tithe. Do I look forward to coming to church? Oh, brother, this is Wednesday night. We got to, everybody get ready. Let's go to church. Man, <laughs> no. If everybody came to church just like me, what kind of church would this church? We ought to look forward to church. We ought to look forward to church. Let me tell you this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how many churches you've been to. If it's four, five, or six, you, 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 you need to settle down. Yeah. Now, I realize sometimes there's circumstances in, in life, but anyway, uh, don't take that and find a loophole in it. But uh, 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 we need to... Let, oh, I know what I was going to say. It's this. Every church... Everybody say every church. Every church is going to go through spells. There's going to be seasons of sowing and seasons of reaping and seasons of tugging and seasons of climbing and seasons of dancing and seasons of shouting and seasons of crying. The Apostle Paul said, I've been with you in all seasons. But some folks, they go to church and long say, woo, 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 woo. Boy, this is great. And all at once, uh, got to get on the harness. Come on, saints. We got to pull here. There's got to be some fasting. There's got to be some prayer. Uh, 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 uh. They said, well, uh, uh, I think I'll just go on over here for this. Yeah. You ain't the right kind of a saint. I don't even want your kind in the church I pastor. Right. Praise God. And so every church goes, goes through it. If everybody in this church was friendly and caring just like me, what kind of church would this church be? Oh, I've seen saints. I'm talking about in the church I pastor. You know what? The church I pastor is not perfect. You think Truth Tabernacle, boy, it's perfect. Ron Morton, he preaches everything is just true. Yeah, that's the way it is. Sometimes. Praise God. But I'm going to tell you something. To us preachers, we got to keep our mind on the good folks. If we're not careful, we'll get our mind on, on, on some old goat that's out of the pen and giving problems, and, and we'll tear the whole church up over some old goat. Don't lock them up somewhere and rejoice with the rest of them. That's right. Don't be an old goat. Don't be an old fuddy-duddy. Go home and say, Pastor, I'm excited about our church. Praise God, I'm excited about our church. If everybody had revival and evangelism just like me, what kind of church would this church be? We need friendly people. We need caring people. That's right. There needs to be, as I've said earlier, a spiritual authority in our life. In our life. Matthew 7 and 29 says that he taught them as one having authority. Hebrews 13 and 17 said, Obey them that have
over you and submit yourself. Notice, it didn't just say obey. It said submit yourself. For they watch for your soul as they must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that's unprofitable for you. I'm telling you, some folks are not going to submit. Some folks are not going to submit. Some folks is not going to have a spiritual authority in their life. You'll say, what about you, Brother Moore? I've got spiritual authority in my life. That's right. You let me get off doctrinally or morally or, or crazy. These men, the men right here in this room, they would come to me. Somebody, they'd get together and they would talk about me a little bit, but it'd be for my good. they say, somebody's got to go talk to Brother Morton. And they would all decide, you go do it. He'd say, oh, no, not me. Finally, somebody would do it. <laughs> They'd better bring three of them, though. <laughs> oh, it's all right to have fun in church. It's all right to do what we're doing tonight. Come on, if everybody in this church was just like me, what kind of church would this church be? The Apostle Paul talked about, was it Alexander the coppersmith? Yeah, he said, he'd done me much harm. He said, he wouldn't receive my word. I'm going to tell you something. If you're going to be a trouble in a church, if you're going to be a troublemaker, hey, let me tell you, I just thought of a story. I ain't looked at my clock because I ain't got no clock with me. I got a watch, but I ain't looking at it. Hey, y'all ain't going to do nothing but play basketball anyway. You preachers ain't going to do nothing but go eat. Of course, they go get fat, but I, I mean. Hey, let's have fun in church. I start to tell a story that I may not, I better not tell. No, I ain't telling. I got better sense. You ain't got good sense. I tell that it get out everywhere. I'm trying to. Okay, I can tell this story though. Uh, this I can tell this story. There, we was having a revival. This is long time ago before we moved in the building we're in now. Boy, we was having a revival, and there was a boy. The evangelist was boy. He was he. We was praying people through, and he was getting on some people's nerves. But he was right, right. And, and there was a little group of people, uh, and, and they got together, and they got in a restaurant after church. And, and one of them spoke up and said, we're going to have to deal with Brother Morton. Woo! I'll tell you what, I don't mind calling this name. Brother Hyder knows who it is. Jimmy Estes was there. Now, he's one who got the Holy Ghost in that first youth camp, I think. Him and his wife was there. As soon as they got away from there, they came straight to my door and knocked on my door and said, Brother Morton, this is exactly what's going on down at the restaurant. We're not a part of it. We're not going to be a part of it. Uh, that's what a good saint will do. That's what a good saint will do. We're not going to be a part of it. And so, this, 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 this bossy cow of that bunch, it was a woman, and uh, 
She came to me before church. We was in revival. We was in revival. And she came to me for She said, I want to see you after church. Okay. I already had my gun loaded. So we went to church that night. We went to church that night and abandoned I didn't I don't tell evangelists nothing. And 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 we went to church that night. This is what happened. We went to church and it come to a certain place. I said, I turned around the evangelist, I said, I am preaching tonight. Everybody looked, but the saints felt my spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I said I I said some choice things. And I said, Has anybody here got anything to say? And one sister, it was it was old sister Thacker. She stood up and she said, Praise the Lord. And good old saint of God. She said, I don't know what's going on around here, but I'm gonna tell you something. I'm on the preacher's side. That's what a good saint'll do. I'm on the preacher's side. I'm on the preacher's side. I don't know. I don't know how this happened. All at once, all I know, I was standing. Please forgive me. I was standing on top of the pulpit. Literally, looking like this. I said, if anybody's got anything to say, say it before 12 o'clock tonight or don't say nothing. You say, well, man, that's, that's, hey, that's the way you build a church. But you, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Some of you young preachers will tear your church up. You've got to know when to do it and when not to do it and how to do it. And Oh, Lord Jesus, have mercy. I shouldn't have got into this. You young preachers come see me after church. But, but, but. And so as soon as service was over, that sister that said, oh, I want to see you after she ran up to me. She said, you know, I don't think I want to see you. I said, get your husband and get in my office. And that, that's when I had that little old bitty office, that little bitty thing. Man, I mean, we was almost eyeball to eyeball. Praise God. You can't let a spirit like that take over. You can't let a spirit like that take over. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Boy, I didn't mean... If everybody in this church was just like me, what kind of church would this church be? Say it, boys. I just thought of another story. And this was, this had to be Jenny Estes too. And uh, I tell you, when they get the Holy Ghost my youth camp, they are stickers. <laughs> and, and we were building the family center. And him and another guy could not work together. It just wouldn't, it just, I mean, it was bad. So I had to call them in my office. I need a chair. I had to call them in my office. And, and here they were, these two men. And I went in and sat down. Jimmy Esther slid right up on the edge of his chair. He said, Brother Morton, I don't know what you're fixing to do. I don't know what you're fixing to say. But I'm going to tell you one thing. When you get through, I'll be here. The other man said, if i got to work with him, I'm taking my tools and going home. I said, take your tools and go home. And he didn't come back for two years. But 
Jimmy Estes is still there. This man came back, and he's living for God. He really is living for God. But you can't let them kind of spirits growing. If everybody in this church was just like me, what kind of church would this church be? I'm going to tell you, sitting out there among you young people and you adults, there's some potential trouble. There's some of you that's got a spirit that if, if the authority in your life would let you, you would take over. Things would be a lot different. You would manifest a spirit that people doesn't know that's in you, but it's there. But we need to get it prayed through. And you know it's there. Praise. Oh, give us good, clean Jesus' name. Apostolic churches. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. If everybody in this church was just like me, what kind of church would this church be? Let's, let's examine ourselves tonight. I want the musicians to get ready. Praise God. Sit down. I didn't say we should fix and dismiss. I said just get ready. Praise God. But you see, there is no end to this message. You can just talk about this and talk about if everybody in this church is just like me. What? But you know what's wrong with you. I know what's wrong. I know the Morton side of me. I know the man in me that I have to deal with. The biggest problem I got is Von Morton. Absolutely. Yeah. You just got a bigger problem than I do because you're bigger than I am. Praise God. Let me, if everybody in this church, you see this message could go on and on and on and on, but it's not. Let's deal with ourselves. Say it, young men, say it. A couple of you guys almost got in trouble because you were talking when you ought to have been saying it. Say it again. Worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Ah, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is entitled, I am a soldier. Second Timothy chapter 2. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in grace that is in Christ Jesus. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that wore entangled himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. I am a soldier in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Ghost, trained by experience, tried by adversity, tested in the fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. It's the rapture or die in this army. By God's grace, I will not get out, sell out, be talked out. I will be faithful by the grace of God capable and dependable. If my God needs me, I am there. If he needs me in Sunday school uh, to teach children and work with the youth uh, and help adults uh, or whatever it might be, he can depend on me because I am there. If he needs me to help someone uh, from 
God's army. No one has to send me flowers or give me gifts or food or cards or candy or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, or cared for. Uh, I am committed to the cause. I cannot have my feelings hurt bad enough uh, to turn around. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. When Jesus called me into this army, I had nothing. I had nothing. If I end up with nothing, I will still be even. By the grace of God, I will win. My God should supply all my needs. I'm more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ. By the help of God, devils cannot defeat me. People cannot stop me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot hold me back. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot 